Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. Father, we just, we don't hold on to any, any care. We don't care. We don't hold on to grudges. We don't care and uh, hold on to disappointments of the past, failures of the past. We thank you for what you're doing, and we, we're just refreshed by your presence in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Well, Tony is in New Zealand, and um, so uh, he sends his greetings. He's ministering at a church there in, I think, think Fongaray this morning. And, of, of course, um, his heart's always here. But we have got some really dear pastor friends who are there that we uh, are regular to go visit them. And so that's where he is. He'll be back next week. And, but this week, um, we get to jump into a new series that uh, he wanted us to have. He felt like it was right in the Lord for us to look along these lines. And it has to do with relationships and keeping it real. And so this month of April is going to be real refreshing and just so enriching as we hear how God gives real answers for real relationships in different areas. So if you'll just look at uh, this particular clip, if you've got that clip up ready to go. So you can wear a fake watch, first watch, or it was one of the first watches I ever had. Uh, I bought off a guy at the, on the street, and um, I had been believing God for a watch, and this guy uh, showed me a watch for 1995, and uh, I just, he, I, I really felt like it was an amazing blessing. It actually was a fake. It, I thought it was a Bolivar, and actually it was a Bolivia, and it, it ran for two weeks. When it comes to, to real, uh, you know, a watch not having a real deal is one thing, but when it comes to relationships, you want real answers, you want real traction, you want real wisdom from God. The Bible has so much to say about all of these different areas. This uh, in every relationship. So uh, this Sunday, what we're going to look at first is a whole, um, a whole amazing group of people uh, that are in their single season. So singles. Now sing- singles uh, are, come in all kind of variety. There are singles that are just still quite young in uni or whatever, and, uh, and so they're not in this season for even thinking about being anything else other than single. There are singles that also are single by preference, 
and, uh, and they have lived maybe a very full and, and fulfilling and beautiful life by preference of being single. There are others who are single, uh, not by preference, <laughs> just because there was no participation. And so uh, they're waiting maybe or something um, because they would actually like another season. Then there are singles who have, have been actually married in an, at another time in life and perhaps were widowed or now find themselves um, divorced and, and perhaps even uh, with children as a single parent or um, a grandparent. And so we're going to uh, hear a variety of of real answers from God uh, where single people are concerned. And so we have a panel, if you guys can come, and I'll introduce them to you. Uh, while, you while, they're coming, um, while they're coming, I'd like for you to look in the Bible. Paul had some things to say about single people. And actually, guys, if you could put this up square away because I've just erased all my notes. Hallelujah. Um, um, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 5 says, or verse 11 says this. It says, everything is beautiful in its season. And there are some people have very much enjoyed their single season, their single days and weeks and months and years, perhaps. They've enjoyed it. It's been very full. Uh, for others, it can be, uh, it has not been as full, and it's been like a sorrowful season. This verse of Scripture, straight off the bat, we're just bringing the Word right to this season, and it says, everything is beautiful in its season. Sometimes the beauty in any season, not just single, but in any season of our life is not apparent. In the same way that diamonds and rubies aren't apparent. You have to dig for them. But he said, he said, Everything is beautiful in its season. And so we have some singles this morning who have found beauty in their season, in the season of single. And so we want to hear about it. Uh, Paul, uh, I think I'll save time and won't, well, we'll, we'll bring up. Yes, go ahead and go to 1 first, first Corinthians, the 7th chapter. And we'll look here at verse 7. It says, uh, square off the bat, I wish everyone were single. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I mean, right, he just says it square off. I wish everyone were single, just as I am. So even though the patriarchs in the Bible, uh, you know, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and, and David, and different ones were married, um, when we come on down here to, to Paul, he, um, he operated as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he found such exquisite fruitfulness in his apostleship that he actually was going, um, actually, I wish everybody was single. But um, you find down in this, the rest of this chapter, as you read on down, if you'll go to, uh, we're going to go look at verse 8. Verse 8, I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am, verse 9. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. And then go to verse 25. 
verse 25. Now regarding your question about young women, women who are not yet married, I do not have a command from the Lord for them, but the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted, and I share it with you, 26. Because of the present crisis, um, I think it's best to remain as you are. First uh, Corinthians, seventh chapter, is not usually one that on a Sunday morning we delve into, but it, Paul tackles some things uh, regarding marriage, and he tackles some things regarding uh, us being single. And during the time that he was writing to this church was a time of great persecution. And so his advice to this church was to remain single because it would less complicate um, this season, that particular season of, of persecution, and also not knowing how long before the Lord Jesus would come again. And, uh, and so if you'll just go ahead and, and read uh, verse 29, read 29. If, let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short so from now on, those that, uh, with wives should not focus only on their marriage. Verse 32, so he was saying uh, during that time uh, of persecution uh, that sometimes people can lose their focus. He was saying as a single man himself, he was able to be very focused on the Lord. Um, and so he said in verse 32, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his life, uh, spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. And, uh, and then if you'll go to verse 30, uh, go to verse 35. I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best and with as few distractions as possible. So the reason I'm reading these verses of Scripture is just to show you that there is in single life tremendous worth and validity and, and the potential of an extremely fruitful life. Um, and, and, uh, but there, it is not without challenges either. So Paul's life was wholly dedicated to uh, his apostleship, and it was during a time of persecution. One of the verses of Scripture, we didn't read it, but he said, in my opinion, maybe, uh, uh, can you find that particular one? He, but he was, he was reading, um, or he was writing, he said, in my opinion, I'm advising for, there it is, but in my, thank you, Alice, in my opinion, it would be better for her to stay single. Um, so I like that Paul, when he wrote on these kind of things, uh, if he had an opinion, he didn't, he didn't uh, throw it out there. He didn't pitch it out there as like the revelation that he got when he was caught up into heaven. It was an opinion, and he identified it as an opinion. Don't you appreciate that about Paul? He was, he was, he was really good about that. He was saying, this is just my opinion. But what our takeaway from, from just reading these verses of Scripture, sometimes people um, find tremendous fulfillment during their, their single years. Others uh, feel very invalidated during uh, the single time of their life. And what we want to just see today is the truth of the matter is, is that only you satisfy. <laughs> yeah. 
that there is a satisfaction that comes in Christ. There's a wonderful satisfaction in any season of life. So we've got a panel of, of people that have, have found some wonderful value during this season of life. Uh, Michelle, Michelle uh, Ryan, um, she is, you've been a, a real blessing here in our church family and have helped in many different ways. After uh, Bible school, you've been back in, in the workforce and, and uh, mighty, mighty current there, you know, real strong work there. And, um, and so we're going to hear from you in just a little bit. James, you're an engineer. And you also help us now in your internship. You're helping us in the communications department. And uh, we're just, we love having uh, James around. And then this is Lahima. Lahima is a, a mother of five. And she, look at her, look at how happy. Mother of five, and she looks like this. So, you know, so that's, that is, something is working. So, um, we're just going to we're just going to hear some things from all of them that are going to not just help the singles, but every one of us in here, even if we're married, there'll be some things that we can all take away. But uh, we know single people, and I just believe that there are going to be things that the Lord will help us with today in our own life, and will give us something to be an encouragement to other people from the Lord that it's real. Let's pray before we get going. Father, thank you so much for your presence. Already, we've just, we've, we've loved uh, being together in your presence today and worshiping you. And we thank you, Father God, for every, everything that's in your word. Your word says all scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the people of God would be thoroughly furnished, ready, prepared for every good work. And so your word isn't just for young or just for old, just for some cultures, just for, just for this person or that person. I thank you, you have a word for everyone and your word is for all time. So we receive the truth from you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And Michelle, I'd like to start with you. So, uh, you know, I've been going on and on about the, about the, um, the great validity and the possibility of fulfillment in the single years. Um, you have found fulfillment in that, but the challenge, there's been also challenges too. Anybody out here that has ever been single, were you ever challenged in your single years? Or, yeah, we have one honest person back there. So, oh, no, one over here, too. So, tell us um, about that and how God has helped you. Well, the first thing was believing that mm. I wouldn't be in this situation forever. So, yeah. I had to make a choice whether to just, you know, just wait and see what happened or whether put my faith in God and... Ooh and trust that, yes, he is going to bring me the right person. So you actually had it in your heart that there was a mate for you, a, a husband for you. Yes. Okay. And, and um, yeah, I didn't want to rely on myself because I, just, just the thought of me having to meet different people and go on dates and then, oh, it's not going to work out <laughs> and, you know, meet the next person. Yeah. I just didn't 
want to go through that. So I thought, no, Lord, you know, you are the creator of heaven and earth. This is not impossible for you. Anything is possible with, um, is possible with you. So, Lord, I'm putting my trust in you. Yeah. And just taking what's in the word. And, you know, in the Bible it talks about in Jeremiah that he has plans for us, plans mm. to prosper us, to give us yeah. hope in the future. Yeah. And um, in Ephesians 3.20, that God will do exceedingly abundantly more that I could ask or imagine. And I just took hold of those. And I just stood and I just continued to stand. Because, you know, things will come against you. And in the natural, it looks yeah. like nothing's happening. Yeah. And people will say things to you and, and try and discourage you. But I would make a conscious effort to know I'm standing on God's word. And as I said earlier, I, I became fierce with that. <laughs> because I, I just had to take hold. Because things, like I said, things in the natural. And, you know, when it comes to um, God's kingdom you know, in the spiritual realm, we don't always see what's happening, but things are at work. When we pray for it, we, we believe at that time and we can just stand firm and trust God that things are working. Mm. And it's just a matter of just standing in faith and patience. Because, you know, his word says it's with faith and patience that we inherit his promises. So it's just trying to just keep standing and keep yeah. building myself up and mm. building faith as I waited. Yeah. You use the word fierce. Um, so you were not casual in taking a hold of the promises of God in this area, you were actually quite aggressive. Yeah, I was. I was. And um, For a day? No, for the whole period. The whole <laughs> time, every day. I, I had to, yeah. And it was just really strong on me. I'm like, no, God mm. is faithful. Mm. And it really encouraged me just to even just listen to messages during the week and just keep stirring my faith, you know, mm. just keep that faith going. Because like I said, things in the natural will come against you and you'll have thoughts come. But it's like, no, God's word is truth and I'm standing on that word. And um, yeah, and like I was saying before, um, in the workplace, you know, I'd have people say to me, oh, you're getting older and, you know, you'll need to freeze your eggs and all sorts of stuff and, <laughs> you know, try and discourage you. But yeah. I'm like, no, my God. And so I would say to them and actually tell them about Ephesians 3.20. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm going to look silly if it doesn't come to pass. Yeah. But I'm like, no. So it was also an encouragement for me to publicly declare it to people. Yeah. So they knew I was serious about this. And I knew that God would get the glory when uh -huh. it did come to pass. That is so good. Uh, James, can you just share, it'll be a different aspect with you. Uh, what did you find challenging? And then what has God led you into where fulfillment is concerned? The biggest challenge as a single male who's also a believer is to walk your faith. Mm. And when you're surrounded by a, a culture where there's a lot of drinking, when you're surrounded with a lot of temptation, the, um, the easiest road to take is sometimes the, 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 the road of temptation and be um, tempted to, to take those things. Yeah. Um, and so with, with me, uh, that was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh, I know initially I came to Brisbane um, chasing a, a relationship, uh, a long-term relationship, and uh, the challenge that came out of that relationship was when that, when that relationship broke. Oh. And so when those sort of things happen, um, emotions come, come, come to the fore. Yeah. And also hurt and pain. Yeah. And so what happened after that was I, I, I became tempted to, to follow my emotions and, yeah. and um, frustration. That's real, isn't it? Yes. And, um, and also thought about leaving yeah. Australia and going back home to, to New Zealand where I knew there was comfort 
uh, where I knew there was where there was love uh, mm -hmm. amongst my family, and so that that was probably the biggest challenge as a single yeah. male, and for me. Yeah. So what did what did God do to help you? Well, six months ago, He restored me. Praise the Lord, and He gave me the word relationship. Yeah. And that's that's um, He showed me that where I was focusing on this this relationship here. Um, I, I was vulnerable for being hurt, mm. and uh, it was true when I started focusing on this relationship. And so I shifted my, my focus on that relationship, which was a linear relationship with God. And from then onwards, I started seeking the Lord. Wow. And from seeking the Lord, I started to see overflow. I know in mm -hmm. Psalms 23, it talks about he, that he anoints us yeah. with oil and my cup overflows. <laughs> and so the overflow that was coming yeah. uh, was through strengthening my relationship with God, yeah. but also seeking him. Yeah. And so I continued to seek him uh, uh, in every part of my life, yeah. uh, in every way yeah. of, of my life. And just through that, a lot of the external relationships that I used to have, that I have, yeah. just started to flourish. And that was all because of the overflow. So friends and family? Yes. So I started to see relationships with people who were not so strong. They were, those relationships were starting to flourish. Wow. And it was all because of the Lord. The Lord revealing His love through me and then people seeing that love through me. <laughs> and was also receiving that love. And so it became, became easier for me to walk in love. Wow. When I started to focus on this linear relationship with God. Wow. So it went from, it went from really being devastated and um, being really quite caved in to actually overflowing and being like a, um, like a fountain then for other people. And wow, that is beautiful. Uh, we'll come back to some of these things. Uh, tell us about your, your experience. You're a mom of, a single mom with five gorgeous kids. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest challenge is that I'm physically alone. Yeah. And I'm responsible for five little lives. That's real. That's, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. one of the biggest things with them has been bullying through the schools. Ooh. And it's with words that they can be teared down and then negative things. Well, that would be, that would be a challenge even if, uh, if it, even if there was a mother and father in the home. Yeah. But then it's double yeah. challenge on you as just mom. It's yeah. just me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not just me because I have the Holy Spirit uh, to rely on. Oh, there you go. So I call on the Holy Spirit and yeah. I ask for his wisdom on how that I will deal with the situation with the bullying. Yeah. And he just can't, he's very calm, a still small voice. And he would say, you speak the word over those children. You tell them that they have the mind of Christ, that they are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Greater is he that is in them than it he that is in the world. Yeah. And build them up and build them up. So when they go out in that school six hours a day, yeah. they're relying on the word. Right. And I also tell them they're champions. Amen. And they're champions. Amen. And, yeah. That's right. 
So you have, you have come to, uh, you really, as a single mom, have come to know the dependence, yes. like real leaning on him, because there is really no one else to lean on. Um, uh, do, you find, do you find that he then not only helps you where your children are concerned, but for other things as well? Yeah. Just guiding the home and... He guides the entire home, even down to food. Really? That we eat. Yeah. And friends that they have. He speaks to us all so the time. faithful. Yeah. Well, um, because I've known, I've had the opportunity then to come to know all three of these and, and know their, their lives before the Lord is one of the reasons why they're, they're here. It's not because of their perfection, but just because they have found a satisfaction in Jesus Christ that has, has, um, has changed them. Not their marital status has changed them. He has changed them. Isn't that wonderful? And now tell us, um, uh, this dependence on him, wh what do you do? James said he seeks the Lord. What does that look like for you? For me, it's um, putting the word first. Uh -huh. Having my Bible open and yeah. reading it. Uh -huh. And being consistent in uh -huh. reading it and setting a time. Yeah. To sit down in the Word so that I can feed on the Word. Yeah. I think that this, I was really, I didn't know, uh, I knew Randy had written and, and, uh, and Josiah helped him on that song too. I didn't know uh, what the words of this song were, but I just thought, oh, this is a perfect song for today because my, that says, my cup runneth over and over again. And um, when you're being filled, then you have to be able to give. And where kids are concerned, you have to be ready. Yes. Day and night. You never know what's going to happen. You never fight. know. <laughs> and to have, have something from God to give them. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, uh, tell me, uh, Michelle, in, in that season of your life, in the seeking of the Lord, not only for uh, a spouse, but seeking him regarding you, um, what did you do in this single season to position yourself in God? I constantly reminded myself um, of the verse in Matthew where it talks about seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Yeah. So I knew if I just put God first, yeah. I didn't have to worry about you know, trying to make things happen. I could just sit back and relax and know that he's working on my behalf. So even though you, were, um, you really desired a mate... Yep. really desired. Make me sound and, desperate. <laughs> yeah, well, you did. But, I mean, you really did desire. But, but you, did you go on the prowl and start looking out there for? No, I didn't. Because that's what I was dreading. Because I thought, oh, I don't have time for this. And I, yeah, and I just knew that God knows what's best. He knows people's hearts. He knows the best mate for me. Ah. So I just said, Lord, I'm leaving it to you. Yeah. I'm going to seek you first. And I know that all these things will come because I'm putting you first. So I constantly reminded myself through that process. So how did I put him first? So yeah. spending time, you know, I would pray in tongues. Uh -huh. But the thing that really um, helped me the most was just spending time in the word. Because, you know, there are times, you know, where we all just feel a bit down or, you know, yeah. things in the natural happen. 
but God's word is full of his promises. And as you, even if you don't feel like it, yeah, you know, your flesh doesn't feel like spending time, but you're making that time for God and yeah. getting stuck in the word and all of a sudden it starts stirring that faith in you and <laughs> builds up and then you just feel so much better afterwards. So the word was oh, just so much for me. It just yeah. really changed me. And just standing on that word and just declaring that God is good. He is faithful. Yeah. And things will come to pass as you declare his word because he watches over his word. He does. Yeah. And have you had a manifestation of what you had your faith on? I sure have. <laughs> so and all, all of our yeah. eyes shifted this side of the platform. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. and that's the thing. And the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but, um, you know, I prayed for exceedingly abundantly more than I could ask or imagine. And now I'm with Luke, <laughs> who came up earlier. And um, I'm just amazed because Luke and I were good friends for yeah. two years prior to that. Yeah. But even though we were good friends... There were qualities of him I didn't even know about until we actually got together. Mm. So God knows what's best. So we yeah, don't have to rely on our own knowledge, you know. And the yeah. Bible tells us not to rely on our own knowledge. Yeah, oh my. And so I can't... Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, the fact that I prayed for exceedingly abundantly. Yeah. And sometimes Luke and I are together and we're just like, wow. Wow. And it's like, well, of course you should expect that because we prayed <laughs> for exceedingly yeah, abundantly. Right. You know, in knowing... Michelle, I would never uh, use the word desperate to describe you. Really, though, you know, because, and that was in jest and in joke, because actually, uh, in being around you in single time before you ever knew, it wasn't like desperate, I need a man, I need a man. It was, uh, it was actually, there was, there was actually fruitfulness. Because of exactly what you're talking about, you were taking in, and uh, and you were being full and fulfilled and fruitful and having something to give, instead of looking for what you need. So that's gorgeous. Let me just tell you what that habit before you get married is imperative after you get married to have a happy marriage, so that the two don't look at each other and just and then it becomes cannibalism, <laughs> where you need one another. No, it's you're joined, you're fulfilled in God, and then you come together and do something together for God. You know, so it's, it's, it's a bit different. So th what you practiced as a single actually is the making of a happy, uh, that will be a happy wife. And also praying for exceedingly abundantly, you know, more than yeah. I can ask for that mate. It's like, well, okay, well, that's all well and good if God's going to give me that. But then I also have to be that person <laughs> to the mate that God's bringing me. So it's a, you know, it's a season where, you know, you shouldn't despise it, but let God do his work in you where he can prepare you and mold yeah. you for that next season. Indeed. Yeah. So tell about, tell about uh, this seeking God, this vertical and... How does, how does that work for you? The Bible says that uh, his word is the light to our path and the lamp to our feet. And so without a doubt, I have, um, I have a love for his word. Yeah. Um, can I tell a story? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good analogy because, oh, this is a good story because um, when I was young, I must have been about 10 or 11 years old, I gave my mum a letter. And uh, in that letter, I don't know what I wrote, but at the end of the letter, I said to you, I'm going to make you proud one day. When I, when I graduated uh, from university, she handed back to me the letter, 
And she reminded me for, uh, she thanked me for keeping my promise. I forgot all about the letter, but the letter was tucked in her wallet or her, her purse mm -hmm. for, for that period of time. Wow. The word is, we should treat the word as, as something similar. We should treasure it. Yeah. And like the same, the same way my mother treasured Treasure my letter wow. is the same way I treasure the word of God. James, that's good. And so I, I love, so for devotions, I, I said to the, the morning service, I used to read the chapter a day. Yeah. And there was a period there where it was getting so dry that it was becoming like reading a book. Mm. I spoke to you at Bible college. Yeah. And you said something that was key, which has changed my whole um, reflection on devotions. Yeah. Was to get God involved. Get God involved in your devotions? Yeah. And so once I that changed that around, I no longer read a chapter. I just probably read a, a verse. And then I would reflect on that. Mm. I would chew on it, mm. uh, meditate on it during yeah. the whole day, ask God questions with regards to the scripture. Uh, and he would give me answers Goodness. without a doubt. And that's how faithful our God is, that he would give me answers later on that day or through his word. And I mentioned to the other group that my devotions have now stretched for the whole day now because yeah. of the meditation yeah. uh, on his word. Yeah. So that's, and that's how my relationship now with God had changed. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And then he's already said how that that kind of a relationship has now been like a, uh, a fountain then for the other relationships in his life. That's just amazing. Uh, and it's spontaneous. You, would, you weren't even looking for that. That just has been happening. That's beautiful. Going back to you, Lahima, um, the, the demand is there every day. Um, what about the supply? Have you found him a daily supply? Yeah, every day. One of the other things from reading the word is praising him. Ah. And I found sometimes that praise really lifts any burdens that might come on your shoulder. So just praise him all day and look at what he's done and not anything else going on. Um. All of these I've had the privilege to teach in, in Bible school, and um, her happy face was always a happy face every single day. And um, for that to happen, it's either not real, you get good at faking. And some people, when they leave their house, they can put on another face. And when they get home, they hang their face, their outside face up, like they hang up a coat or a hat and put on a fake face for the public or whatever you need to do. But keeping it real, keeping in the face of God, he has the same face to us every day. One of, one of my favorite verses of scripture is they looked to him and their faces were lightened and they were not ashamed. There is no shame in any season if we can see his face. He's got a real face. And then it makes your face real. Yeah, it's real. I've got too many children that can dob. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So the Lord, the Lord is so faithful. I'd like the group to come up.
if, and you can help us then in, because um, we want to pray and see if you guys can go ahead and come on up. Um, I think the key that we are hearing in a, in a, in a fruitful, and a, a fruitful season, one that you're not going to regret, one that is, is fulfilling, and yet there can be a desire in your heart for another season, but during the time, the faith and the patience is, is a reality when you are literally being fulfilled in God. And so, um, we're going to pray. I'm going to ask each of these guys to, to lead in prayer. Lahima is going to just pray for any single parent, father, mother, any single parent. And, um, and then I, I'd like for James to just pray and you can grab onto this prayer whether you're married or single, uh, but about our vertical relationship uh, where maybe a lot of energy has been going into this and other relationships and putting more into this one. And then I would like uh, for Michelle to pray for those who are in a single season right now with a desire, a God a godly desire for a mate, for a, for a, for a spouse. And, and so I'd like her to pray, and, and you can just agree. Now, if you, um, if you know of somebody that is single and they're not here, but as we pray, I'd like you just to, um, as Lahima prays, I'd like you just to extend that prayer and lift up other uh uh, other people that you know. They may not even be in this building. They may be family members that are, are single. They could be friends that are single. But let's bless and let the refreshing of, of God, this um, wonderful river of God, let it just refresh the single people that we know today, that their lives don't just survive, but they actually thrive. Can we believe for that? Amen. Andy, let's just sing that only you. Only you satisfy, only you. Go ahead and sing. My cup's running over and over again. It's like wave after wave. And grace upon grace, only you satisfy. Sing it again. Only you satisfy, only you bring me life. My cup's running over and over again. It's like wave after wave, and grace upon grace, only you satisfy. Yes, you do, Lahima. Go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, right now I bring all single parents to you, Lord. I lift them up and I thank you for your love on them. Yes. Just pour your love on them, Father, that they may know that they are never alone. I thank you for your grace and your mercy on them, Lord. And I thank you for your wisdom. Holy Spirit, that you would guide them in every area of their life. Amen. 
Jesus name. In Jesus name. Let's sing that again and while we do let's let's let this water just just supply and refresh single parents that you know, can we? You satisfy Father, I pray over single people in the body of Christ. I pray that they be vessels of vessels of overflow. Yeah. I pray that uh, they look to you first. Yes. Not, and uh, I pray that they seek your kingdom and your righteousness, and trust that uh, you will continue to add things in their lives, Father. We praise your name, Lord, and give yeah. you the glory today. Jesus' name. All of us, let's just receive this refreshing. Amen. Only He satisfies. Let's just receive this refreshing water from Him. Only You satisfy. Thank you that you have given, you have put that desire in their heart. We thank you, Lord, that you will fulfill that desire. Lord, we just pray exceedingly, abundantly more than they could ever ask or imagine. We thank you, Lord, for the mate that is coming, Father. And in this season, Lord, we just thank you that they will just receive your love and they will receive your grace, that your grace is sufficient for them as they wait, that they can wait in patience knowing that your timing is perfect. So we thank you, Lord. We put our trust in you. Yes. And we rejoice with these people knowing that you will fulfill your word. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Can we just say amen to that? And guys, can you just stand with me right now? You, just, uh, you don't have to stand yet. I just want to pray for the congregation right now. Father God, I just thank you so much that you do have real answers. And Lahima said that she asked you what to say, what to say. I ask you that in this next week, and then it becomes the way that we live, that we ask you for your wisdom, that we don't lean to our understand, own understanding. As Michelle mentioned, we, we don't lean to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we acknowledge you and your word to us your comfort to us, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. We just, we take advantage of it rather than it being just a Sunday deal, but we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, and we know it comes every single day. Hallelujah. Jesus, you said in your word in John the seventh chapter, if we're thirsty, come to you and drink. Help us, Father, that we don't drink of, 
of bracket water and nasty putrid stuff that only comes out in our life in anger and jealousy and, and frustration and heartache. Help us not drink of the wrong stuff. Help us to drink of the pure, clear life that comes only out of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.